iHeartMedia. For 75 years, EMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. On the FM dial. That George and Yang spot that just uh, played, Mm -hmm. is that part of the Nick McAllotment that we get? It absolutely is. Well done. Yes, uh, Heather helped me out. Heather Burnside here uh, getting George Niang. I knew she had some connections there, so he was able to cut that spot for us. And all of our PSAs here on Miller & Condon, KXNO, and iHeart brought to you by NCMIC. Yeah, we're certainly grateful for the relationship and hope it's working for them, too. We've bought plenty of farmer's markets around central Iowa, and you will hear about them regardless of which one of these iHeart stations you are listening to. We know now that if you're hearing this, it's this one. We're grateful. Tom Cakert joins us, HawkeyeReport.com. Hello, Tom Cakert. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. Not as good as Ken Miller is at betting <laughs> yeah. on hockey, though. Boy, and the, right, and, huh? and the people on the, that part of the state, Morehouse and Bromel Camp, boy, are they hot under the collar that I snuck through the back door and put this one in the wind column. <laughs> Good for you. I thank you very much, Tom Kicker. That's the second one of these trophies I have. Um, get kind of get tired of winning all these. Oh, things. geez. <laughs> well, it's it's the only you're the you're the uh, the good gambling person on this show. Ah, right there's right a on. shot. Right, knock it off, Kakert. <laughs> hey, so, <laughs> speaking of that, Tom, um, Elite Sportsbook out in uh, in that part of the state. Have they posted all the Hawkeye numbers yet? Yeah, they were first last year. Mm-hmm. Are they up this year? Point spreads on all the yeah, games. And I, yeah, and I I think so. And I think a lot of the places have got basically all the right. games up, or a good portion of them. Um, you know, I know the Indiana, Iowa State, um, most of the Big Ten games, okay. you can get them at DraftKings or um, Bet Rivers, Bet Rivers whoever. Yeah. I think they've got them up. Good. Uh, and, and Trent, didn't you t- tweet something about the Indiana line the other day? Is it moving? It's five is where it is. That's week one across the board. Chris mm-hmm. out at the South Point, he has released all the week one lines that they have, and he put it at Iowa minus five against Indiana. That game one, Tom. Well, that scares the crap out of me. It's the Hoosier team. You know, last year they took the jump forward. We had the, all the arguments. Should have they been the one playing in the Big Ten Championship? Mm-hmm. Of course, that didn't happen as they changed the rules on the fly for the Buckeyes <laughs> to make it work out for Ohio State. But when you look at this Indiana team, they've been building to this moment. How big of a believer, though, sustainability for Tom Allen and company? Yeah, this is a big year for them mm-hmm. because are they a one-hit wonder? One year wonder, are they going to do something bigger? And they've they certainly got enough on offense. And they added, you know, the, the running back from USC who transferred in. Um, but they've, you know, with Penix back, Penix is probably, you know, on paper, I think right now, the best quarterback mm-hmm. in the conference mm-hmm. coming back. But he's coming back off of, uh, of a knee injury. And Freifogel is arguably, you know, behind uh, Alave is. Maybe the number one guy at yeah. and wide receiver in the conference, right? Or David Bell, maybe. Yeah, you got to put Bell in the conversation, sure. Yeah, yeah. But but, you, but your point really good. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, we've talked but about got, it. Uh, the big thing they've got is a, a new defensive coordinator, and you don't know mm-hmm. um, if there's going to be an adjustment there. Mm-hmm. You know, Tom, uh, Trent and I uh, talked uh, this week, um, you know, trying to find that other team in the West, right? I I'm, I can't buy Nebraska. I know a lot of folks are. That schedule's just so daunting. I'll be surprised if they win five football games. Uh, but we're trying to find, well, if it's, it's not Wisconsin, it's not Iowa, can Northwestern do what they'd seemingly do, uh, you know, and that's find a way to, to finish on top of the standings. And then we get to Minnesota and we just don't know, right? Tanner Morgan, does he bounce back? Uh, as many have written, this is the biggest offensive line that doesn't play on Sundays in college football. I mean, they're massive. Where are you on the Gophers? Uh, wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've got a really good running back. Yeah. Um, you know, right there, he and Goodson are probably the two top backs in the conference. But, boy, Tanner Morgan just was so bad, bad last year. Yeah. He just, he stunk, and their defense stunk, too. Mm-hmm. And can they fix those things? Um, I don't know. You know, that was uh, was uh, P.J. Fleck kind of a one-year wonder at Minnesota where they had that magical run the year before and did great things, and then they took a step back last year. Um, that's, that's a good question. And, you know, I saw a thing where you mentioned Northwestern. Bill Connolly does all the the stats and info college football stuff at ESPN put out like the list of like returning numbers of people and Northwestern was like 122nd in college football. Jeez. And so they're just, they're not a program. There's, uh, you know, cause like Alabama and Ohio state were down there, but those guys reload. There's, yeah. there's another four or five star kid ready to go. Um, but Northwestern, that's like Iowa when, you know, if you've got to reload like that, it, it's going to take some time, so I, I'm a little bit. There's a little bit of skepticism, but I've been wrong before on Northwestern a lot. So didn't they get the knows? South Carolina quarterback Ryan? Is Helinski? It? Yes, Helinski. That's Helinski. his name, right? He's okay. Okay, not yeah. great, right? I'd, I'd same take way. Patrick Ramsey over him. Okay, I probably yeah. pretty similar overall, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's fits. And even if they're terrible, they're still <laughs> going to give Iowa problems. It seems yeah. like that happens. I think, they See, just lost so much on defense. That yeah, was the big thing yeah. for me. So a team that has a lot coming back also from the other side of the river from you, Tom, in the Quad Cities is Illinois. You got Burt there, Brett Bielema, taking over. You know he's going to have the Iowa game circled himself. Recruiting, too early to tell, but how is this going to go? How, how If you look forward at the program at Illinois the next five years, Always considered a sleeping giant. I think giant maybe is a little bit much, but what do you think he's going to do in five years with the Illini? I think he'll do okay there. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I think, um, you know, he'll probably build it to, they're going to go to bowl games on a pretty regular basis. Um, will they become Wisconsin? I don't think so. I just, I don't think that's what's going to happen. Um, but it'll be somewhere in between what he did at Wisconsin and how bad it went in Arkansas yeah. for him. I just think it, it's, Illinois is more of a comfort zone for him. I do think it's going to be a bumpy year this first year because, um, you know, Lovey just recruited different types of players for different types of things. And um, so this year there's going to be a lot of square pegs trying to be pushed into round holes. Yeah. And, uh, you saw that recently where like six guys left the program uh, all of a sudden because I think they realized there was not going to be an opportunity for them. 
at Illinois. So it's going to be a learning curve for, for Big Bird. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a learning curve for uh, a lot of us here. Uh, noon, August 28th, Fox, Nebraska at Illinois. For, for, for people in this business, for you guys, if you follow the Big Ten West, I mean, that's going to be, a I think, a really big tell, Tom. Just as is Illinois any better, and is Adrian Martinez and Frosty the Coachman, are they poised to maybe, you know, to take, I don't think it's going to be a big step, uh, maybe a little step forward, but the fact that we get those two schools in week zero, a lot of eyeballs from uh, from the state of Iowa are going to be on that game. I'll tell you what, if if Nebraska looks bad in that first game and loses, <sighs> how tight does the noose get on, uh, you know, that may be a bad analogy there, but how tight do things get for uh, um for uh, for Scott Frost, yeah, perhaps big time. Oof, man, new AD coming in. You know, he no longer has moves to to catch him when he falls, and they have fallen every year. I, I'm with you. And then the schedule down. I mean, they got Oklahoma for crying out loud, and they tried to get out of yeah. that game. Depending on who you leave, what kind of look is that? If you're a Nebraska fan, that you're trying to back out of a game against Oklahoma, one of the best rivalries in football for college football for crying out loud. Um, Illinois, Fordham, oh. Buffalo, Oklahoma, then at Michigan State, Northwestern Michigan, Minnesota. And then here we go. The final four games, I'll do the final three games. Ohio State by at Wisconsin, Iowa. I can't find five wins, Tom. Yeah, I know. And that, what does a new AD do? Can they? Boy, I don't know. Can you can you really get rid of Scott Frost? I, don't you almost have to if it goes if they if they are a because what did Moose say he expects eight and four this year eight nine eight, eight or nine. nine wins yes. yes if it's five and seven they don't qualify for a bowl game again four years in you're the new AD mm, you have to what was it what was the Moose quote when they hired Frost wasn't it Moose or who was it was it the previous AD that had the quote the rest of the league better get worried or something like that yeah it, it, well, it was Moose and Scott Frost said as much Tom you were there it was um, at, the, at the Frost first Big Ten media yeah. days you better get us now yeah. Or something along those lines. Right. They're still getting them three years later going into year number four. They're getting used to getting got. Well, Tom, to the Hawkeye perspective, and there's been a lot of angst this week amongst the fan base, especially ones like at your website, the file recruiting very closely, about what's happening recruiting-wise, and especially the tight end position. Coming two years off, two guys drafted in the first round. Two guys that have got off to good careers. Injuries have derailed Hawkinson just a little bit. But By the way, did you see Noah Fant running the stairs at Red Rock in Colorado yesterday? Yeah, I Holy did. mackerel. I yesterday. Unbelievable. You have those guys doing that, yet you're not getting the recruits at that position. First the tight end position, then overall. I know a lot of angst happening right now. You've talked about it at HawkeyeReport.com. Your takeaways. Yeah, I wrote a column after after all this kind of happened just because it is weird that they've gone two years. Um, you know, Pacuzzi, the, the walk-on tight end from Kansas City, the only tight end that they've added the last two years. Now, it should be noted that they added some good players in recent years. You know, they picked up Luke Lachey and Elijah Overton, Sam Laporta. We haven't seen Josiah Miaman yet, but, um, you know, he's another guy that was fairly highly thought of. Uh, so it's not like the cupboard, like they're not going to have a tight end to play. But it's weird that you would think, given the success that the Iowa tight ends have had in the NFL, 
with George Kittle, arguably one or two, mm-hmm. or one or one A, probably yep. with him and Kelsey. And you think that Noah Fant and T.J. Hawkinson are both kind of on the cusp of becoming stars in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Dallas Clark's legacy, Scott Chandler, Brandon Myers, Moyaki. I mean, there's a rich tradition. You would think that kids were – and there's a lot of schools that don't use tight ends. So guys that are in this mold, you'd think that they would be kind of banging down the door. And it's just weird because, you know, like um, – like the Riley Ducker kid. I mean, it just seemed like he was tailor-made for Iowa, and he ends up you know, going to Auburn. You, Eli Reardon make, made sense. I mean, he's a legacy at Notre Dame. But, you know, that's a kid that's in state, mm-hmm. and they miss on him. And then the, 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 you know, the puzzling one, Andrew Keller, with his teammate, high school teammate, um, going to Iowa, and he was there the day that he committed to Iowa. He was in Iowa City with them, and, and he ends up going to Iowa State. Now, Iowa State's probably got more immediate playing time available, to be honest, you know, with with the guys that they're going to graduate next year. Right, right. So so that may – it does make – I mean, as you look at it, it makes sense, but I'm just puzzled. Iowa doesn't – you know, they've struggled the last two years getting running backs as well. And, um, you know, how many teams in college football run stuff like Iowa that aren't service academies, you know, that run the Mm -hmm. ball? Iowa, Wisconsin, and who else? You know, mm-hmm. that are built really around the run game and they're going to give you 20 to 25 touches. It's it's weird. And defensive backs, too. I mean, they're they're just not getting a lot of those guys. And you look at Phil Parker and what the number of players he puts in the NFL. Why aren't kids beating down the door to play defensive back for Phil Parker? It's puzzling to me. Hmm. Brandon Myers, how long did he play in the league? Yeah. Seven, eight years? Played, played nine, nine, nine years. years? Nine years? Nine years. Yeah. And he's the one that, you know, you, you list all those guys, and you, for whatever reason, uh, he's the one, and not that you don't list them, but he's, he, it takes a while before you get to them. Here's the, other, uh, here's the other thing, guys, is a lot of the guys that have had the best success, other than probably Noah Fant, a lot of the guys that have had the success weren't, like, super highly recruited guys. I mean, Dallas Clark, walk-on, Scott Chandler was a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Brandon Myers got offered on a bus riding back from a high school game, a high school basketball game before – uh, days uh, like the night before signing day. Because wasn't he going uh, to UNI? Moyaki he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was probably going to UNI. Yeah, yeah. Um, Moyaki and Bedorowitz were pretty highly sought right, guys, but right. for the most part, I mean, nobody wanted George Kittle. He was a <laughs> he was a hundred ninety pound guy. You know, Hawk was the you know not Iowa and Iowa State were about the only schools that were really interested in. Mm. Hey, what are you hearing mock draft wise as far as uh, Wieskamp, who've made it official? I think since we've spoken or whatever, uh, we know yeah. he's, he's he's staying in. And, and and Luca, what are what are you hearing as far as their draft prospects? Do you follow that very closely, Tom? The mocks leading up to the draft. I I look at them. I don't really study it too much. Just talking to some people that that follow it closer, they seem to think Wieskamp is inching up towards. You know, there are some people who think maybe he could sneak into the late first round mm. if the right team that wow. just kind of falls in love with him. Um, I'm worried about Luca and where he's going to get drafted. I I don't know. I just kind of judging by, by I'm judging this purely on Frank Garza's Twitter feed and that he's a he's tagging a lot of basketball NBA teams on there and mm. it's he's trying to market his his son a little bit. So it makes me wonder is 
is he concerned that maybe the NBA might bypass Luca? But Luca's going to get a two-way contract regardless. Sure, and and he got hurt at the combine, didn't he? And couldn't play in the games. Yeah, but he's been doing some workouts. I saw he was down with the the um, uh, Charlotte Hornets um, recently too. So doing doing some workouts. So he and Joe are out. And some teams publicize who they're bringing in, and some teams don't. And some players don't like that out there. So it just depends. So basketball recruiting, of course, they got their point guard. They got Desante Bowen. He's been committed for a while now. A big June, some big names came through. The kid from Kansas that has a Kansas offer. That's going to be tough to beat. A couple others that have come through. What's next in basketball recruiting? I think, what, we're about a week away from the next evaluation period? Well, they're out. Coaches oh, they're are out, out right now. Okay. This, uh, it started yesterday where coaches could get back in the gym. This is the first time that they've been to AAU events in 15, 16 months. Jeez. So, um, yeah, it's a different different viewpoint. Um yeah, so Fran and his staff are out. Um, they definitely they've got at least two scholarships that they're going to use. So they're gonna, they definitely want to get a shooting guard because after Bohannon leaves, it's just really Tony Perkins. Although um, you know the, Keegan and, uh, and Chris Murray could both play the, the two if needed. Josh Dix, the kid from Council Bluffs, probably the top name that they're going to be watching. He's got Minnesota after him now. Their dream guy is the kid named Jaden Schutt who's from Yorkville, Illinois, but Jaden is, uh, Tom Izzo is all over him, so it's going to be an uphill climb. They're after Kenan Tyler Nichols from Virginia, but now UNC is involved heavily with him. Trent, you mentioned Aiden Shaw, the other small forward uh, from Kansas, and he's got a KU offer, so that's going to be tough. And the kid that really I thought maybe they had a shot at um, for a while, but now Duke has offered his uh, Kyle Sapowski uh, from uh, uh, the Northeast, and, and Duke just offered him. So uh, the Blue Devils, even though Coach K won't be there, it's going to be tough to beat. Uh, and they might probably watch is Reed Bailey, the high school teammate and AU teammate of uh, DeSante Bowen. Mm. And uh, Iowa has offered, and he'll probably visit in the fall. So that's a, he's a you know, 6'10 uh, kind of pick-and-pop player. Hmm. Speaking of six, well, Hunter Dickens is bigger than that, but he goes back to Michigan. Hey, Tom, last thing before we let you, yeah, they 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 really are. Howard's gonna is a really good squad again. Um, is Kofi Coburn fait accompli that he's not going to be back at Illinois? Is is that what you're hearing? Oh, he, he, if he's not at Kansas, I'll be or, or, Kentucky. Or Kentucky, I'll be very, very, Will very you? surprised. I was, yeah, he's. Uh, Orlando Antigua is his, it was his guy. And, um, you know, Cal, Cal took it in the chin last year. Yeah. Cal ain't taking it in the <laughs> no, chin anymore. He's going out and getting guys. And, you know, he's, he went from getting the one and done guys. Now he's going to get all the best guys in the transfer portal every year. I think that's what he's going to do. Good stuff, Tom Caker. Thanks for doing this. We'll talk to you next Friday. HawkeyeReport.com, uh, for Tom Caker and all the fine folks over there. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Brian Walton is listening in to Mike Schilt right now on the Zoom, his pregame Zoom. Uh-huh. So we'll uh, get him to 
bow out out of that to join us. We'll preview for a few minutes Cubs cards. Uh, this was a much bigger series four weeks ago when the Cardinals made their way uh, Ed to Wrigley Field. has got a different field this week this time, does it not? Wow. Miller and Condon, Claxons in 20 minutes, 1460K. Oh, before we do that, uh, it's time to go for the green. Thank you, Trent, for reminding mm-hmm. me. Win $1,000 right now by texting the keyword GRAND to 200-200. That's GRAND to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. GRAND to 200-200. Claxons in 20 minutes. Brian Walton when we come back. 1460 KXNO 106. KXNO. McGregor vs. Poirier 3 is all set for UFC 264. And DraftKings Sportsbook, the official betting partner of UFC, has a knockout offer for this weekend's fight. DraftKings is offering 264 to 1 odds on a knockout in the first round during Saturday's main event. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win by first round knockout, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 264 to 1 odds on that fighter. Bet $1 on McGregor or Poirier to win by first round knockout and you win $264. And don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, golf, hockey, and so much more. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code KXNO when you sign up to turn $1 into $264 when you bet on a main event fighter to win by first-round knockout. Must be 21 or older, Iowa-only, new customers-only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 1- The 2021 George Niang Charity Golf Outing is coming up on Friday, July 23rd at Ames Golf and Country Club. Join me, George Niang, along with the voice of the Cyclones, John Walters, Lindsey Fenley, and Betsy Wade, as we benefit Friendship Arc Homes and community services. Golf, social hour, and sponsorship spots are available at friendshiparc.com to join us and give back to this great organization that supports individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities to thrive. A business name is important, sure. For one, it's how we connect with you, find you, and do business with you. But what's behind the name matters more. Roshan Corporation of Iowa is now Graphite Construction Group. We're building offices, retail centers, tenant improvements, schools, and more. But the most important thing we build? Our relationship with you. Let's get started on your construction project. Visit us at graphitegrp.com. Now back to Miller and Condon. On 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM, here's Ken and Trent. All right, just past 1130, Miller and Condon Claxon's Barbecue giveaway coming up in about 15 minutes or thereabouts. Right now, Brian Walton from thecardinalnation.com. He's kind enough to jump off of the Zoom teleconference with Cardinals manager Mike Schilt and join us to preview Cards Cubs this weekend. Boy, Brian, what a difference four weeks makes, right? This time four weeks ago, you were in Chicago to see at least the first game of the Cardinals and the Cubs. Four weeks later, both teams nine and a half games back and, and looking like sellers as we approach the trade deadline. How are you? I'm doing fine, and uh, you're right. It's been a dramatic turnaround, maybe even more dramatic for the Cubs, given that uh, you know they've lost 12 of 13. The Cardinals 
fall has been a little more gradual, but as you said, they're in the same place in terms of the standings. But I'm not so sure, Ken, that they're in the same place in terms of buying and selling. Okay. We saw, saw what Jed Hoyer said, that he's listening to offers from other teams. The Cardinals have not said that yet, and I'm not sure that they're going to make a blockbuster, but I'm not sure they're going to sell potentially wholesale like if the Cubs, for example, get rid of Bryant and or Baez or so- Kimbrell. There's big names out there. There's plenty of teams that are going to be wheeling and dealing as we get closer and closer to the deadline. You look at the construction of this team. I understand injuries have been a big part of the struggles from the Cardinals, but as this team was put together, what was what was maybe the biggest swing and miss as they constructed this roster? I think there's no doubt, Trent, that the biggest miss was that the Cardinals stood pat with their pitching. They felt that their pitching was the strength of the team along with their defense. And if you go back to the winter, there were a lot of guys looking for jobs, experienced veterans, and they signed some deals that were pretty team-friendly. The Cardinals chose only to bring back Adam Wainwright, who, of course, you know, was a longstanding member of their team, but technically a free agent. They didn't go out and get anybody, even to stash down in AAA as depth. And so when the injuries started coming, Flaherty, Michaelis, of course, Hudson's out for the year. Kim was hurt for a while. Now Carlos Martinez. And, you know, they, they call on the same few guys, but they're, they're really out of options in the minor leagues. And so, as a result, they've been out, you know, scouring the waiver wire, picking up the Wade LeBlancs, and just announced they picked up a lefty Luis Garcia, uh, you know, again, a right-hander, excuse me, Luis Garcia, uh, off the free agent market and put him on the roster. So, you know, the, the Cardinals are struggling right now to find pitching depth, and they're looking anywhere to get it. Uh, Brian, let me pick up on something you said. So we know the Brian, uh, the uh, the Cubs have Bryant and Baez and Rizzo. Uh, they, they're in their walk years. I think Zach Davies is as well. What what's the Cardinals equivalent to that? Who do they have uh, in their walk years uh, that you know that that big of name, if you will? Well, Carlos Martinez has two team options ahead that are I think twelve and a half million, something like that per year, and you know just based on his inconsistency and injury history, chances are those won't get picked up. Uh, Wainwright will be a free agent again. Um, uh, Of course, you know, Moline is on one-year deals. So these guys are, you know, it's just the same veteran guys. Although, you know, the big question, Nolan Arenado has Mm. the first of his two opt-outs. But given the current market environment, there's not much thought that Arenado would leave a couple hundred million on the table to to try to do better. So I don't think we're going to see significant change in uh, the Cardinals in the offseason, at least via free agency. They, of course, could go out and try to make some trades. Now, making trades at this point, it, it doesn't seem likely, at least from my vantage point. Do you see, short of them getting hot here leading into it over the next couple of weeks, do you see them being sellers at all? Or is there still a chance of them being a buyers and saying, maybe even not for 2021, but looking to 2022? You know, I don't know, Trent. If it was if it was my team, and I look at the wild card situation, of course, the the teams in the West are are running away with it. The Cardinals are basically nine games behind for a wild card spot mm-hmm. as well, so they're basically as far out of the wild card almost as they are in the division. And you've got to wonder at some point, do you throw good money after bad? And I I, I just the Cardinals may make some move or moves around the periphery. But I can't see them making any blockbuster deals. You know, Cardinals fans would love to see them, for example, go get Max Scherzer. I, I think that's a that's a, a shot in the dark, probably. And you know, even when the Cardinals aren't sellers, they've sold in recent years. Tommy Pham was a big deal that they moved in the year. Uh, they moved Luke Voigt, which didn't look like as big of a deal at the time. So you know, they do 
make some trades around the edges, but they would never, they, at least in recent years, they haven't said what Jed said, which is, you know, we're listening. Uh, the, the pitching matchups this weekend, um, Kim, I know, goes sa- Saturday. By the way, I watched him pitch against the Giants. I think it was his last start, Brian. I thought he was really good in that game. I'm not, I don't know if that's been the case all year long, but, but at least for, at least for one day that I saw, it looked like I mean, that signing made sense. Was that the, uh, an anomaly for him? Is he, or has he been that good, uh, you know, and the record just doesn't indicate it? He was that good last year. This year he struggled with injuries and inconsistency and, and Kwang Young Kim, the, the Korean, you know, veteran, uh, you know, knows how to pitch. He's a, he's a solid, solid pitcher. Uh, but, you know, he just hasn't been healthy enough, I think, and put it all together. So we'll see on Saturday. He, as you mentioned, he pitches against Davies. Um, and, you know, if you look at ERAs, which, of course, isn't smart to do, mm-hmm. the Cardinals pitchers, all three this weekend, have lower ERAs. But, I mean, you never count out Kyle Hendricks against the Cardinals. He's been successful. He's going today. And then you've got Wainwright, the veteran, on Sunday. And I think Wainwright's going to want to try to power his team into the break with a gutty veteran pitching performance. Uh, how much trouble Shilton? I don't think he's in any. I mean, let's let's go back to. I mean, you guys follow all sports even more closely than I do. You know what happens, say in football, and uh, the team has a losing year. Then the you know the coach has been a former uh, manager of the year, coach of the year. Mm-hmm. You know they get rid of the defensive coordinator, they fire the offensive coordinator, they bring in fresh blood. So I think if the Cardinals you know don't make it this year, certainly the hitting coach is in deep trouble. I think. Maddox, the pitching coach, is probably okay. I, I think they make some coaching changes and give Schild at least another year to turn it around because, you know, the injury, given the injuries the Cardinals had, they just haven't, you know, they haven't been able to get around them. But their roster isn't nearly as deep as you'd like it to, like it to be. Tyler O'Neill's bounced back after a disappointing 2020 in a big-time way. Out this week, though, because of illness. Can you fill us in? I hadn't seen anything outside of... He got sick. A bad hot dog. What was going on there? Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't say what his specific food allergy was, but apparently O'Neill has some pretty significant food allergies, oh. and he ate something that he couldn't, and that just knocked him out. And he was weak for a couple, you know, days. And then, of course, they took advantage of the day off, and uh, he's going to be back in the lineup today and ready to roll. And as you mentioned, left fielder Tyler O'Neill has been an important part of the offense uh, this year. But, you know, other than Arenado and Goldschmidt, they really haven't had any consistency with that lineup. And it's just, they've just had trouble scoring runs. Their starting pitching has really gotten straightened around the last 10 games or so. It's been very good. And, and, you know, when the starting pitching is good, then the bullpen can be straightened around. But the offense just, you know, you score two, three runs a game, you know, you're not going to win consistently. Uh, Brian Walton, thecardinalnation.com. Brian, this is uh, away from the Cardinals, but Mike Matheny was there for a long time. Um, I, I read a piece or I read something from Jeffrey Flanagan, who, who covered the Royals for a long time. And apparently the, the criticism of Matheny um, amongst some of the veterans on the Royals is he puts the pedal to the metal from game one through game 162. And it's a long, long season, as we all know. Uh, was that a criticism of his in St. Louis that uh, he's just, he doesn't know when to, to let up a little bit? And, you know, he's just, um, like I say, 100 miles an hour from April 1st through the end of September. I, I really didn't see that, Ken. I, I, Matheny's, let's face it, I mean, follow Tony LaRussa, and Tony LaRussa, yeah, if there's anybody who's a pedal to the metal guy, it's him. I mean, I mean, he takes every game like it's the seventh game of the World Series, and that's not much of an exaggeration. So, uh, no, Matheny's issues in St. Louis were really more that he didn't relate to the younger players well. And you could argue some of that is giving him days off and that type of thing. But I think it was just more trying to, you know, keep the clubhouse behind him. 
Um, you know, I think the young players in Kansas City have to, you know, maybe grow up a little bit and become men. If if that's their issue, then uh, you know, maybe they're in the wrong profession. Yeah, but it's more the veterans that are seemingly piping up. But uh, yeah, the, well, who knows? Uh, Brian, listen, thank you again. It's a it's a different feel. Four weeks from uh, from uh, this past June, when it was seems like a really big series. Cubs were on top of the division, tied with the Brewers. Cardinals were four and a half games back. Uh, what a difference four weeks make. CardinalNation.com for Brian Walton and all the Cardinal news. Brian, thank you. Talk to you next time. Yep, good to talk to you. Brian Walton, thecardinalnation.com, as we catch up on the Redbirds. We're going, are you surprised they're not going to sell? I mean, I don't know what they have to sell. Pieces of, yeah. Carlos Martinez, like you said, you're not going to get a bag of balls for him. No. Andrew Miller, left-hander out of the bullpen, pitched yeah. in big spots. World Series with Cleveland, but you're success talking with about, the Yanks. I mean, a C-level prospect, you know, for guys yeah, like that. It's just on the periphery. Are, are you looking for a little salary relief? Mm-hmm. They're not trading Goldschmidt. No. Arnado, no. Not trading Dylan Carlson. He's too young. Matt Carpenter couldn't get anything for him. No. I mean, he hasn't been outrighted at this point. How's he still out there? I have no idea. I really don't. Him and Jake Arrieta need to start their own league. Well, see, Arrieta went on the IL. Hamstring. Yeah. It, was, it, was it should have said on the agate type in the newspaper, it should have said IL. Terrible. Right. Or when Ross announced it was his nose growing, that there's a, a, a hamstring issue. Hamstring. So he's been he's been trying, pitching through it for the last month. Yeah, boy. All right, let's do this. Unbusy the phone lines. Open them wide open for the first four callers at two eight four five nine six six. You can't have played in the last thirty days, whether you won or not. You get to play once a month. Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway. We will give four of you a chance to win either a $35 gift certificate or a $25 gift certificate. Four callers right now. Four games, props, tiebreaker. That's coming up next. I will tell you if you're getting a ring in your phone right now, that means you're in. Stay right there. Be patient. We will come to you. Claxon's Giveaway on Miller & Condon next. 1460 KXNO 106. Come to Delicious. Wolf Roofing has learned a few things over the years. We understand that no one wants their home improvement project to drag on. So at Wolf Roofing, we plan for your project well before we set foot on site. As a result, most projects are done in one day. We also know quality is important in the big things like a proper installation and in the details like cleaning up well and using magnets to find stray nails. Find us on the web at wolfroofing.net or give us a call 225 Eight. It's Massachusetts. Drink responsibly. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live. This is administration. Condon, welcome back. Time to give four of our listeners, Bill, Drew, Brad, and Todd, in that order, an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons before 
games props. You give us four answers to get the most right. $35 gift certificate from Claxon. The runner-up gets 25 Claxon's Barbecue in Altoona, where they've been serving barbecue for 25 years. They have stood the test of time in the restaurant business. You can find them online, ClaxonBBQ.com, ClaxonBBQ.com. Let's start with Bill. And everybody, I hope you guys are ready for some soccer stuff because that's what's coming your way. Hello, Bill. How are you? Great. Hi, Kenny. Good to talk to you, Bill. Uh, let's go start uh, Sunday night in Milwaukee where the Bucks are a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Suns. I'll take Milwaukee. Taking Milwaukee, okay, to get back to two-to-one. Yankees and the Astros have a three-game series in Houston this weekend. Who will win that series? Houston. Uh, the Copa Final, Argentina and Brazil tomorrow night. Who do you want in that one? I'll take Brazil. Uh, the Euro Final on Sunday afternoon, Italy and England. Your choice. Italy. Back to the Game 3, Milwaukee uh, and Phoenix. Giannis will combine points and rebounds. This is closest without going over. How many points and rebounds for Giannis, closest without going over. 45. Bill, do you have a good weekend? Thank you. You too, Kenny. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Drew is up next. Hi, Drew. Hey, good morning, Kenny. Morning, Drew. Uh, uh, Milwaukee's a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Phoenix. I'll take Phoenix and the points. He is taking the points, okay. Yanks and Houston this weekend. Astros. Uh, Argentina-Brazil tomorrow in the Copa Final. Got to go with Messi and Argentina. Good call. Uh, Italy and England in the Euro on Sunday. I'll take England. And Giannis, points, rebounds combined. Closest without going over game three, Drew. 46, Kenny. Thank you, Drew. Have a good weekend. Thanks, buddy. You too. Yep, thank you. Uh, Brad is up next with Miller and Condon. Hi, Brad. Hey, Kenny. Uh, Milwaukee's a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Phoenix. Astros or Yankees this weekend? Astros. Argentina or Brazil tomorrow night? Argentina. Italy, England on Sunday? Italy. Giannis, points, rebounds, closest without going over? 42. Brad, have a good weekend. Thanks. Thanks, you too. Yep, and uh, Todd brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hi, Todd. Hey, good morning, Kenny. Uh, Milwaukee's a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Phoenix. Milwaukee. Yankees or Astros this weekend? Astros. Argentina, Brazil tomorrow night. Argentina. Italy versus England on Sunday. You got to take Italy. Taking Italy. I thought that people would be all over England. I'm glad you're taking Italy. Uh, Giannis, points, rebounds combined. Closest without going over. Uh, I think he scores some points, and let's go 52. I'm with you. I think it's in the 50s. Todd, have a good weekend. Appreciate you playing. Good to hear from you. Hey, go Cards. Go Cards, Todd. Yee, nine and a half games back. I, as we talked before the show, I thought I, we wouldn't get a bite on Italy over England. See, and I was surprised by it. It's yeah. a big spot. It is. England stinks in these spots. They have not done well. This is the first major title that they played for since, since the 1960s. 1966. Yeah, 66, you're right. Oof. They barely got by Denmark. 
who they're a lot more talented than. Ah, that penalty kick. I know. It's just awful. <laughs> I mean, we've changed the rules in soccer. And we know more rebounds <laughs> on penalty kicks. We don't like we're that. Ta- we're taking players off in overtime. <laughs> I was talking with somebody that actually knows soccer about that when I brought, what was it, Tuesday, I think we were talking about that. And we they talked said, about it a couple of times. We week. have. Welcome to July in Sports Talk Radio here in Iowa. Well, this time, usually, we've got to see a fell game mixed in. Yes, we do. And that'll be August, I think, early Is August. that what they get I think they're starting in early August, yeah. So the weekend is weird. I mean, just... As far as sports viewing? Weird golf. Mm-hmm. Weird soccer, like... If you would have told me that I'd be excited about the Copa America Championship. Yeah, I'm with you. Totally with you. And I am. Because Cubs cards, they play on uh, Saturday night. Right. That's the Fox game of the week. Eh, I know where I'm starting. And it's not on 17. What are you, where are you going to be? I'm going to be at Copa. Well, I thought that's 7 o'clock. It's 7 o'clock. You're right. right. Yeah, as opposed to but 6. Yeah, so, yeah. But you'll flip over one right. 7 o'clock. I will, too. I think I will, too. Um, yeah, Twins do nothing for me at this point. Trent, I have trouble watching your team. Yeah, they're just so bad. They're not fun. They're, they're not frustrating. Fun. Yes, the conversation about Donaldson, how quickly it changed. Mm. Going from you know what they really need, they have too many nice guys in that organization. They're the Joe Mowers, the Justin Morneaus. Yeah. They need an ass kicker. They go get Donaldson. They, they got one. You know who stinks? Just Donaldson. That guy. He, he is not healthy. a Minnesotan. He's made of glass. It's like the same guy that said the one thing, and now you got it. That happens all the time. Uh huh. So no, it happens I, I in coaching was, changes. Is Baldelli in trouble? I don't think so. I but, like him. I kind of hope. Trent, I this this is uh are they the biggest disappointment in baseball? Oh yeah. From preseason X. From preseason, that's what I'm talking about. Them or the Braves? Yeah, that's a good one. The Braves, they're below five hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how many games they're back of the Mets. I mean, they're still in it because they they're are. in the right division. Yep. The twins have no prayer. I mean, no. they don't have a prayer. Arizona was supposed to be bad. Pittsburgh was supposed to be bad. Uh, Baltimore was supposed to be bad. I guess you could throw the Yankees in there too. Okay, that, that's true because they were yeah they were picked. Mm-hmm. It was either them or Tampa. It certainly wasn't Boston. They're nine games back of the Red Sox. The Yankees are hmm. nine games back. I thought Boone might not make it through the weekend when the Mets series. It's you know I mean maybe had they not won Game Two of that doubleheader last past weekend. I, I'm I think Cashman might be in more trouble even. He's been there a long time. And that's that's where the conversation, the little bit of kind of New York stuff that it mm-hmm. filters through to my feed, that seems to be kind of the, at least the prevailing talk and sports talk and K-Fan and stuff this week is, it's been there 22 years. Time for a change, right? He's done a lot of good. He has. You, you, you wear out your welcome. But one championship and now... It's been to 2009? Yeah. Was it nine? I think it was and nine. And then before that, what? It was 04? Yeah. Of course, they had the slew of them in the mid-90s right. into the early 2000s. But And it, what, Arizona stopped that streak, I think. And of all the ones that I, that I was really rooting for the Yankees was 2001. <laughs> right. And, of course, the one that they lose. That was the one that they lost, yeah. right? I mean, who wasn't rooting for the Yankees to after the uh, the towers fell in 2001? Mm-hmm. I know I certainly was, but uh, Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson and uh company had other plans in that one. What are your plans this weekend? Don't have anything. We are wide open as a That's family. That's not like you as a family. Not at all. It's one of the few weekends that we have open, that we're not going somewhere, that we don't have people coming in. I think we have a birthday party for a two-year-old, one of Jack's little buddies, on <laughs> Sunday. You know, it'll be an hour or two stop or something like that. But I don't know what I'm going to do. Too much free time. I'm kind of a little bit nervous because I'm sure... 
My wife's got a big, big She'll list of stuff to do. She'll find something uh-huh. for you to do. Thankfully, I don't have those lists anymore. Oh, I'll man. sit down in my chair and I'll put <sighs> the cards and the cubs on this afternoon at one twenty, and um, just move into Saturday and rinse and repeat on Sunday, and we'll do it again on Monday. Well, we got a meeting this afternoon, so don't oh, get we do. too comfortable. That's what we do. I forgot about that. Yeah, thank you. For Sorry, I put me. a little... Your Friday afternoon uh, through yeah, a little... Cubs cards and ones. I mean, I hope it's good. I love this series. It's mm-hmm. just it's nine and a half games back, both of them. So you gonna be watching the Brewers? Who do the Brewers even have this? You weekend? know, I don't know. That's a good question. Let me find out real quick. I'll click. I on saw the... the White Sox have the Orioles. That's uh, not even worth the click over. Uh the Reds. That's all right. The Brewers and the Reds. Yep, Reds beat them yesterday. Might be part of the viewing this weekend. Could be. Could be. All right. Uh, for hopefully part of the listening uh, coming up in an hour and five minutes is the Murph and Andy show because that's when they are here. The Fanatics. One of them is out today. Maybe. You know what? Both of them are out today. Oh, really? I think so. But we really want you to tune in to hear the Fanatics and who will be sitting in these chairs. Some more, I'm assuming. one. Of, I think both of them are out. Could be wrong. Uh, tomorrow morning... There's more local programming. Gets underway at 8 o'clock. Saturday morning pregame. Zamora, Miller, and Roberts. Uh, We're Miller and Condon. You can hear us weekdays from 10 to noon right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Have a great weekend.